0: For joy for giving If we try, we shall see in this bliss we cannot feel near. Stop existing and start living.
4: good day. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms where you're listening to us, African Dialogue, where we are contextualising the big issues on the African continent. From Monday to Thursday, uh, we look at having a round table or a debate at uh, looking whether South African or uh, African or even international issue. And today on African Dialogue, we're going to be looking at uh, a global issue, which is The Brexit issue, which is still pending, it seems two months later, Boris Johnson is also still uh, trying to wrap his head around how um, Britain is going to separate itself from the rest of Europe, and it's still a pending issue, especially looking at now at the issue that uh, it seems like his parliament has been suspended. So there's more complication when it comes to the Brexit issues. We'll look at it after our news update, and that will get from Anne Musa.
5: In the headlines, at least 20 Nigerians fleeing the recent wave of violence in South Africa prevented from boarding a flight back to Nigeria. Arab countries condemns the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's pledge that if he's re-elected next week. And Pope Francis warns those who oppose his leadership could cause a split within the Roman Catholic Church. A very good morning to you. I'm Anne Musa. Nigerian nationals fleeing the recent wave of violence in South Africa's Gauteng province are now boarding a flight back home. The flight was delayed at the Tambo International Airport as officials were trying to verify their documents. However an estimated 20 Nigerians including women and children have been turned back for not having the necessary documentation. A privately owned airline has offered to transport those wanting to Leave South Africa for Nigeria free of charge. These Nigerian nationals are not happy that some have been left behind.
4: I don't see a reason why they should not allow people to go, even though there's some there's a bit in documents in uh, issue. At least I expect Nigerian immigration and South African immigration to love
1: to it. It's not supposed to affect people like this. This is this is not it's not it's not nice. You
6: know, we we want to go to our country because they they want us to go. They have told us to leave, they don't need us in their country, you know, and we are ready to go. You know, my wife is there with the child, with every document, but now they are stuck.
5: Earlier, South Africa's Deputy Minister of State Security, Zizekotwa, said they have identified the ringleaders in the violent looting and burning of foreign-owned shops in Gauteng province. He says they are monitoring the situation and have been able to stabilize the situation in hotspot areas around Gauteng as well as in KwaZulu-Natal and Western Cape provinces where some trucks have been torched. Kotwa insists there is no evidence that these are xenophobic attacks, saying they are pure CRIMINALITY
2: We've been able to identify and to link the organizers and therefore monitoring the activities of the people whom we call king beings behind this. The real issue here is what is called competition of hawker market, where people will go and loot a liquor store because there's a cabin owner that is benefiting out of that. So these are kind of activities we're dealing with, both in informal and formal sector. There's almost like a flagrant, gratuitous uh, disregard of rule of law in South Africa. People, they don't have a fear of consequence of breaking the law.
5: Arab countries have condemned the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's pledge that if he's is re-elected next week, he'll apply Israeli sovereignty over the Jordan Valley. He made the commitment in a televised address.
7: There is one place where Israeli sovereignty can be applied immediately after the elections if I receive from you, citizens of Israel, a clear mandate to do so. Today I announce my intention to apply, with the formation of the next government, Israeli sovereignty over the Jordan Valley and Northern Dead Sea.
5: Saudi Arabia has called it a dangerous escalation against the Palestinian people and a fragrant violence of the UN Charter. Netanyahu has held a meeting with his top military advisors in Tel Aviv after two rockets were fired, one during his election rally. The Israeli army says it has intercepted two rockets which have come from Gaza. And finally, Pope Francis has warned that those who oppose his leadership could cause a split within the Roman Catholic Church. He was speaking on his way back from a visit to Africa. The Pope told journalists that some of his critics smiled and showed their teeth and then stabbed him in the back. He says he's faced false accusations, including being a communist. The Pope says he welcomes robust and he's not afraid of potential splits in the church. Recapping the top stories, at least 20 Nigerians fleeing the recent wave of violence in South Africa prevented from boarding a flight back to Nigeria. Arab countries condemns the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's pledge if re-elected next week. And Pope Francis warns those who who oppose his leadership could cause a split within the Roman Catholic Church.
4: Thank you for joining us right here on channel africa thank you for joining us on our various uh, platforms on dstv channel 802 on the audio bouquet and if you're listening to us uh, on our website remember we're on www.channelafrica.co.za well it's another day for us to break down what's happening in the world what's happening on the continent and uh, today we're focusing rather on the brexit issue because we know that is going to impact all of us not just uh, on the the continent, but worldwide, uh, the trade relations with the UK, the trade relations also uh, with Europe will probably uh, see themselves looking different from here on if we do see uh, this issue of Brexit actually being fulfilled. However, it seems like uh, uh, the newly appointed Prime Minister of Britain, uh, uh, Boris Johnson, is still having the same problems uh, that uh, former uh, Prime Minister Theresa May has had. Uh, because already it seems that he's already run out of ideas. On Monday night, uh, Johnson suspended Parliament, a move that came after a punishing evening in which uh, his government lost two parliamentary votes, adding to his four losses from last week. And also it's just a, a mess because... Is it an intra stalemate within the UK? Because it seems like uh, Europe is very much, uh, uh, you know, intentionally saying we want to get this thing uh, done. Uh, German Chancellor uh, Angela Merkel said today there was still every chance for Britain's divorce from the European Union to take place with a deal, although Berlin is prepared for uh, an orderly uh, Brexit in case that does not happen. Uh, So a lot is happening. Happening in this regard. So we have Professor Yoan C. Van vek who's with us, lecturer of political sciences at the University of South Africa, back with us. And also back with us, we have Professor Derek Laser, who is an associate professor of politics at the Political Studies Department at Witz University. Thank you both for giving us your time once again. We always value your expertise. Let me start with you, Professor Van Veeg. Thank you for giving us your time.
2: Thank you very much. Good morning. Um, My line is very bad. Um, I hope you can hear me.
4: I can hear you very clearly. Okay. Well, uh, well, let's see if we can forge on with you, Professor, as we start the conversation. It seems like uh, Boris Johnson is having uh, the same problems that uh, uh, Theresa May was having, or does it
2: look different this time around? It is different, but it is also the same. It is different in the sense that the time is now much closer to thirty first october when Brittany is supposed to leave the uh, The other reason why it is different is that we have a totally different personality in the, the, the um, in the name of Boris Johnson who is Way more brusque in his approach um, than Theresa May, who had a seemingly more softer approach. And Boris Johnson has lost six votes in the House of Commons on, on some of his ideas, the most that a, a British Prime Minister seemed to have lost in his House of Commons and, um, and is still, and still standing. Um, so, so those are some of the differences, but the fact is, what is the same is that. Britain has a deadline, and there seems to be uh, the pressure seems to be mounting. And within the Conservative Party, um, there still is a lot of of tensions, factions forming. Um, whether um, Johnson will remain standing um, is, of course, a question of time. But that the consta- contestation within the party is very strong. Between uh, um, the Conservatives and Labour Party, of course, is is. It's also very, very, very strong. Mm. And then um, in terms of the, the population, the, the British are really, in my reading from afar, that they are really now um, really getting tired of this and they want to move ahead. Mm. Professor Derek
4: Leys, a very interesting thoughts. Much of the same issues, but also looking differently in the form of Boris Johnson, as alluded to there by Professor Johansi van Weyck.
5: I have a terrible line as well. I'm hearing a great great deal of whistling. Uh, Can you repeat the question?
4: Okay, let me see if I can just uh, take a break and maybe we can reconnect your lines because it'll be better for this conversation moving forward for us to sort us those particular lines. Let me take a quick break and then we'll be back after this.
2: Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host. Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues
4: in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor
2: Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Your Game, Trevor.
1: Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here.
4: Palesa Mukubung, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you.
2: Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event. I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. Yeah.
4: Okay, hey, well, the stalemate in the UK continues with uh, Brexit uh, way forward still unknown, especially now that we've seen the Prime Minister of uh, Britain suspending uh, the House of Commons, uh, that is the um, Parliament, and uh, this is after uh, there was uh, real, real uh, chaos, especially in the recent uh, sitting, whereby there was uh, unprecedented scenes where the the were MPs who were protesting against the suspension with signs saying silenced while shouting shame on you. So there was a lot of drama uh, that was more intense than what we've seen previously in uh, Britain's uh, parliament. But let me come to Professor Daryl Glazer, an Associate Professor of Politics at the Political Studies Department uh, at Wits Universities. Um, Professor Daryl Glazer, am I clearer right now? Can you hear me clearer? Oh, we don't have him there. But let me see if I have Professor Van Veg. Maybe I can continue this conversation with her. Professor, are you there? Oh, we don't have our guests. There, but we'll see if we can establish those lines. There, I can hear that crackling sound in the background, meaning that we're still continuing to have some technical problems. But uh, we know that uh, Boris Johnson continues to insist that there is a way of getting a new Brexit deal. And already we know that the European Union it says that uh, it will not stall this particular process, it says that it's also prepared for a disorderly Brexit in case uh, that Britain does not have its own house in order and uh, as I mentioned when we started the program that uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel uh, said just today that there was still every chance for uh, Britain's uh, divorce from the European Union and uh, we know that uh, there is still uh, problems within uh, the ways in which this particular Brexit uh, formation is going to actually uh, see itself unfolding. Uh, So um, there's still a lot to uh, see in terms of also how we as Africa can respond also to the fact that there's still the chaos that continues in this uh, uh, Brexit ordeal. But let's see if Professor Yoansi van Veek is there with us, lecturer of political sciences at the University of South Africa. Professor, I'm sorry for our lines. It seems that we have a few gremlins in our system this morning, but can you hear me clearly from your side?
2: Um, unfortunately, I cannot hear you clearly, uh, but but let's see how far we can go. Okay, let's I'll just keep my, my, my ears pitched.
4: All right. I wonder what the technical problem is there. But uh, let's look in terms of uh, what we've heard announced uh, this morning by German uh, Chancellor a- Angela Merkel in terms of insisting that uh, uh, the divorce is bound to happen and also alluding to the fact that the European Union uh, is also prepared for a disorderly Brexit. Um, it seems like the European Union seems more irritated now and it seems like it's also convinced that it will do whatever it takes to separate itself from Britain. Yes,
2: um on the side of the European Union they also want to get on with business and obviously it affects a lot of European businesses that that have um, interest in in the UK and the, and the uncertainty for the European businesses means that they um, are losing money to some extent um, in terms of the exports um, if they need to to renegotiate or uh, disinvest from the UK or um, change the the nature of the ownership of the business mm. um, uh, that is doing business um, with the UK, then obviously Europe needs that stability itself. And we know that that Europe European economies are still being affected by the global financial crisis. They are not as strong as, for example, Germany is. So there is, on the European side, obviously an impatience um, starting to emerge. And this has been um, – they have been very patient with the with the Brits in, in the sense that the Brits have ge- been given an opportunity to postpone, to renegotiate, um, and um, surely now um, the, the uh, Europeans feel, uh, may feel that they – are um now hampered by um, issues of a domestic nature that is affecting the union as a whole and they want to move on
4: Mm. Let me see if we can have Professor Terry a Professor, can you hear me on your side? I know we're having some technical problems, but let's see if we can afford, John. W- what are your thoughts around what Professor van Sifanvek was saying in terms of things are still the same, in fact, in terms of whether uh, to the degree that we don't know how this Brexit is going to see itself or how it's going to manifest itself from a British point of view, uh, but uh, we're seeing Boris Johnson being a different figure, who's also struggling in light of how this is going to happen. Well, we're struggling there with that particular line, but let me come back to you um in terms of uh, this issue uh Professor Yohansi Uh, Boris Johnson is a very interesting figure. He came into this with the Brexit issue as his uh, card, that he'll make it uh, to the end and make sure that uh, this process is uh, coming into fruition and that that his mandate will be accomplished in terms of making sure that Brexit uh, does take place. How have you seen him in terms of uh, his... uh, uh, dealing with this particular issue, especially now that he's a suspended Parliament. That was also an interesting development.
2: Johnson is an interesting figure in the sense that he is a little bit more brusque, as I said before. He has always seemed to have had um, political ambitions um, and the fact that it is now coinciding with Brexit I think is a little bit unfortunate for him because it is now a very strong test for him as a leader and also for his ability to keep the Conservatives um, uh, uh, not falling apart. And as we know, a a large number of of MPs has resigned. He has had to do a mini cabinet reshuffle yesterday. His own brother has resigned. Um, Within the party, there have been defections, uh, resignations, Um, And then, of course, the the Labour Party trying to to, to catch in on on all of this. So it is a very turbulent time um, in the UK, and um, Johnson seems to be um, standing strong, but I mean, it it comes at a cost. How does he keep the Conservatives um, happy? Um, That is always a tricky question, what spoils are being handed out. Um, he is an interesting person, also, because he is is very firm. Um, by I mean, last week, the week before, he said that he will rather die in a ditch than than give in. He has also expressed his intention or his his plans to have a snap election, and we know that that um, was not um, um, voted for with the two thirds majority that he required. But he has prorogated uh, Parliament. Um, uh, and it seems like from from towards the end of the month, there may be a faction from his party that is going back to the, some of the Theresa May proposals, and then also uh, wanting to have another referendum on it. So. Johnson has to do a lot of, of, of balancing with all of this. And then at the end, is, uh, the other issue is that, that a lot of governing um, is, is, is uh, le- left on the wayside. So much attention is spent on this and very much needed uh, political decisions on domestic issues for, the, for, the, for Britain, um, for example, are not taken care of because of this political turbulence.
4: Mm. Okay, let me see for the last time if we can have Professor Daryl Glazer into this conversation. Uh, Professor, are you there? Can you hear me this time around? We've been struggling with the lines this morning. I'm not quite sure why, but hopefully I can get hold of you this time around. ah there we go with that particular problem i'm going to take a quick break one more time and see if when we come back we can continue this uh, conversation with uh, professor uh, Vek. technically i think we are having a malfunction in our system this morning we apologize to you our listeners hope that you don't get irritated with all these interrupts stay with us right here on channel africa <laughs>
8: In each and every one of us, there, there is, is a purpose and graves. We were all
0: meant to die. It is
8: up to an individual to, to realize, realize that, that pepals. Don't
0: ever let somebody tell you. You can't do something.
8: Join me, Amanda Machaga, on Life by Design, where I will be talking to people who share their journey on how they discovered their purpose with the hope to inspire you to, to live your life, life by design. design. Tune in to Life by Design for your dose, dose of Monday, Monday motivation. motivation every Monday at 8 a.m. Central African time and at 2 a.m. the following day. Life, life by, by Design, be the, the architect, architect of your life. life. Only on Channel Africa, be African, the African perspective. Perspective. I'm Tabila Masugu. I am Una Feteke, and this is Vision 2030, the brand new groundbreaking show on Channel Africa Radio, SABC.
0: A show about the sustainable development goals heading towards the 2030 agenda, giving the youth a voice on all matters about the vision for 2030.
4: Hey, thank you for your patience if you're still listening to us uh, right here on African Dialogue. Remember, you're listening to us on DSTV channel 802 on the audio bouquet. I think we'll stick with Professor Yohansi Van Vanveek, lecturer of political sciences at the University of South Africa, since we're struggling with the Professor Daryl Glazer there. Um, le- Professor Yohansi, are you there with me? <coughs> oh, there we are. Professor Yohansi, are you with me? Oh, no, we're struggling with our lines uh, today. Uh, Let me take another break. It seems like there is a technical crisis uh, on our show today. I wish I could carry the program with my own opinions. Unfortunately, I can't. I'm just a mere journalist, and uh, it's always better to get insights from the experts themselves. It's 24 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African Time.
7: When I think back to my childhood, geographically, it reminds me of a time where I was black and only black and only struggling, but at the same time, always reaching for something more, something bigger in a South Africa that was hostile.
6: Hello, Africa. This is 1000 African Voices, and I'm your host, Avurengui join me on channel Africa every Thursday morning between 8 and 9 and on Saturday and Sunday morning between 9 and 10 rise Africa rise channel Africa the voice of the African Renaissance building Africa with love Ujambo Africa if there are holes in this continental ship we are its children Let us go and stop the holes. Let us gladly do it with our hearts. And if we cannot, then let us die. We will make a plug of our brains and put them into the ship, but condemn it never. Catch us on Channel Africa from 10 to 11 a.m. every Friday and Sundays from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Building Africa with love. Ujambu Africa. If there are holes in this continental ship, we are its children. Let us go and stop the holes. Let us gladly do it with our hearts, and if we cannot, then let us die. We will make a plug of our brains and put them into the ship, but condemn it never. Catch us on Channel Africa from 10 to 11 a.m. every Friday, and Sundays from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m.
8: In each and every one of us, there, there is, is a purple and
0: graves. We were all meant to shine. It is
8: up to an individual to, to realize, realize that purpose. Don't
0: ever let somebody tell you you can't do something.
8: Join me, Amanda Machaga, on Life by Design, where I will be talking to people who share their journey on how they discovered their purpose with the hope to inspire you to To live your your life Life by design. Design. Tune in to Life by Design for your dose Dose of Monday Monday motivation motivation. every Monday at 8am Central African time and at 2am the following day. Life Life by Design, be the the architect architect of your life. Only on Channel Africa, the African African Perspective. Perspective.
4: Hey, we seem to have aliens and gremlins and all sorts of things in our system today. Our technology is not working alongside us. So we've been trying to have this conversation this morning, looking at uh, Britain's Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, and uh, his mandate to fulfill uh, Brexit and make sure that it actually happens. We tried this uh, at the start of the program to speak to Professor C. Ifan vague lecturer of uh, political sciences at uh, the University of South Africa was giving us her thoughts around why we're continuing to see the stalemate within uh, Britain's uh, uh, parliament. Let's see if we have Professor Daryl Glazer who also we've been struggling with. He's an associate professor of politics at the political studies department at Wits University. Hopefully we'll have him to say his first statement in this hour. Professor Daryl Glazer can you hear me? yeah we continue to have that battle and that struggle with our lines here i'm not sure what uh, the technical conclusion should be of this particular hour Uh, but uh, just to give you some of uh, just the breakdown in terms of what's currently happening the fact that uh, boris johnson said uh, there is a way of getting a new brexit deal and recently he's defended a decision to suspend the parliament for five weeks we also want to get the ideas of why he actually made that particular decision. We know that Parliament will actually resume its uh, a sitting until 14 October, three days before a crucial Brexit summit of EU leaders. So that also makes things more complicated. Why would uh, uh, Boris Johnson want to create that particular situation where he has uh, such close deadlines next to each other? But I'm not sure who we have on the line right now. But let me try one more time and see who we have uh, to actually help us on the subject uh, professor johansifan vaker are you there
2: Yes, I am. Thank
4: you. Oh, it is uh, becoming a pain this morning, isn't it? Something is stopping me and you from communicating <laughs> alongside <laughs> Professor Daryl Glazer. Not not a happy hour indeed for us, uh, Professor Van vek So we also apologise from our side as Channel Africa. I'm sure it is not what we intended. Uh, but let's continue in terms of what you were talking about because what creates more of a confusion, Professor Van Vick, is, is that particular fact that we now seeing a suspension of, of Parliament. And now we'll see the parliament resuming only on the 14th of October, which is just a few days before um, Brexit brings its, uh, Britain brings its Brexit case before uh, EU leaders. Doesn't that make things more complicated for Boris Johnson? Why would he actually do that to himself?
2: Um, initially, he thought that, the, that he will be able to call for a snap election and that he will get all his um, MPs to, to go along with him. Um, and, and that has unfortunately, I think, backfired um, on him. So now, um, the smart thing to do is, is, is to, during this week or so that he has left before uh, um, the 14th, is to be able now to get his MPs behind him to see that there is a deal, that there is some consensus on, and then when he goes to parliament then at least to, to have, um, not to have a vote of no confidence in him, um, and and. Um, Obviously, as I said, to to keep his own uh, MPs loyal and disciplined, and to be able to stand up to to Labour Party, one thing that is a saving grace for for the Conservatives is that they realise that if they fall apart, Labour will will, will easily get get a foothold. Um, the danger is if you look at some of the polls that came out the past week, um, Johnson is still leading in terms of popularity, and the Conservatives are also still leading, it. but. Um, should a snap election be held there will definitely be a hung parliament and all of this um, is da- is down to brexit and the confusion and of course the total underestimation by politicians of uh, the nature of the deal the the, the deep um, integration that has already taken place in europe and then also in terms of the message that was conveyed to the the, the voters and then the the, the total um Um, misreading of the situation and the complicating factors that that is now evident
4: Mm. let's look at that particular issue in terms of the time span between now and uh, when um brexit the brexit summit is going to take place Uh, you know do Europeans have enough time to actually mull over these technicalities and also does Britain also have kind of time to make sure that it has its uh, uh, ducks in order because the complication is where I'm seeing is that we, we could see the European Union say okay we're going to create a space whereby we're going to have a disrupted uh, Brexit because we're tired of the engagement.
2: Look, the, the European Union, you um, to understand that on the one hand, there are the politicians that that want to score um, political points, that want to remain in power, and that want to have a good image um, amongst their fellow leaders and, of course, at home. But on the other hand, there are the lawyers based in Brussels, the European Union lawyers, the, the, the technocrats and the experts that write these agreements, and that... Should see that some of these are then enforced. Um, so, so between those two, there will have to be uh, some uh, of a meeting of minds. You you cannot have an agreement and that's not implemented. I mean, Europe is very much based on the rule of law, um, especially um, from from Brussels side, because that gives certainty and stability um, for these um, twenty plus countries um, that that. Um, at least there is that stability and it's it's, it's more manageable. But then the, the, the politics at home um, is, is for, for every um, state leader a problem. And whether uh, Boris Johnson will, will be able to get the deal that he ultimately wants is, of course, the tricky issue. What I suppose mm-hmm. what could happen is that if the Europeans are willing to budge there may be some leeway. We must remember that this is the first time that uh, not only a major power but a European Union a member state has, has um, announced its intention to, to withdraw from the from the treaty. Mm. Um, and, and this is un, uncharted waters for, Euro, for the EU and and the, the technocrats in, in Brussels. Um, surely some lessons will be learned here, but the main thing now is, is the, the viability and the durability of of the Johnson mm. government. Britain's renewed relations now with the European Union mm. and, and of course, the, the business interests. How will it affect the, the value of the pound? Um, how will it affect the, the European currency mm. and, and e- economic growth? So I suppose these two weeks... Um, Three weeks towards the end of the of the month will be a time for for considerable deal making and deal breaking not only within Whitehall but also um, with with Brussels and the capitals of europe i wouldn 't be surprised to see Johnson or at least a, a envoy or one or two of these going to either um, berlin or to Paris um, or to Brussels, for that matter, to try and present a deal that is acceptable. We must also remember that the Europeans must also accept the deal, Mm -hmm. Um, not only the the British um, voters, but there are so many variables at this stage that that is so complicating, and and I think that that a politician like Boris Johnson has totally underestimated him. Mm. Um, He has a new government, um, he has alienated some of his own um, officials, and uh, whereas the the officialdom in Brussels has stayed relatively um, stable, people with a much more um, stronger insight into how this is run. So there is a steep learning curve and there may be a lot of um, um, disappointments. But the thing is that uh, Boris Johnson will try to portray this Mm. deal, whether it's not or whether there is one, um, not to lose face, A- and that will ultimately also be the fight of him, whether he will remain standing after the 31st of October.
4: Okay, Professor Van Weg, what's also interesting is what you highlighted is that, you know, there is the, the labor... Party that is actually insisting under the leadership of uh, Jeremy Coburn on a referendum, which uh, is still kind of debating whether there should be a, a leave it option or a remain option um, in, um, in, in this particular process. And, you know, what, does that complicate the, the narrative here, what the Labour um, Party is bringing to the party?
2: Yes, it does complicate it. We must remember that Britain has already submitted all the documentations uh, for um, the so-called Article 50, um, which means their intention to withdraw. So... But that process is still continuing. Um, to call for a new um, referendum, as you just rightly pointed out, will bring tremendous other complications. In other words, not only what are you going to sell to the to the British uh, population, what are you going to tell the Europeans um, that you are also have to take into consideration what does Article Fifty and the uh, revocation of of that article uh, means. So. Um, it is once again a technical and, and legal as well as a political problem that needs to be um, uh, um, uh, balanced and the thing is is that a referendum as our, as I see it can only be decided upon by Parliament and Boris Johnson has now, with his six last votes in the, in the, in the Commons, does not seem to have that two-thirds majority that is required for an election. Whether he will have that for a referendum um, is, of course, a, a, a question. Um, it is a possible solution to have a referendum, but it is not an uncomplicated um, option to take.
4: Now, what does this constant delay mean for uh European Union and also for Britain separately? If you can give us maybe an outline in terms of what the the continued debate on, on the Brexit idea means uh, for both the European Union and uh, for um britain because i think um there's going to be economic repercussions especially looking that internationally we're seeing a decline when it comes to uh, economic performances
2: yes uh, the the there is all already a, a brexit um effect on the british economy um on um in terms of, of uh, political trust uh, with uh, e- uh, among the british uh, electorate so the the political cost um is is uh, as we have seen very high in terms of the resignations the, resignation, the strifes within the political parties etc one thing that that um is, is also um, very important to know for the British economy is the amount of money that is spent on these negotiations. Um, the, the um, I forgot the figure now, but apparently it is millions that are spent in, in British pound, of course, on on these negotiations over a period of time, and the instability and the insecurity and the uncertainty of of this this um, um, Brexit and of course the the final agreement or not um, is is still to be determined. Uh, as as there will have to be new import tariffs export tariffs etc and then of course what does the um, european union expect obviously they will not want to lose either face or money so the effect is already um, very strong uh, within Euro- europe um, we see also now that uh, for us as south africans even um, trading with the e- uk that is one of our big trading partners um, it it is also creating some uncertainty of um, can we still use the U.K. as a con- um, conduit to, to get access to European markets. So all of this will, will have a considerable um, political and economic consequences, not only for the U.K. and European Union, but of all the trading partners of, of the U.K.
4: And, and let's look at uh, the, the fact that now it seems like there's a re-emergence of predictions where people are saying there could be a no-prexit deal. There's some... Um who are saying that there is that possibility that is still there in, in, in the margins? Uh, Professor Johannes van Veek. Uh, do you see that as, as a reality? And if there's a no Brexit deal, do you think um, Britain can reestablish its confidence within um, the European Union?
2: And no deal, in my view, would be disastrous for 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 the u k um with a, a deal they can at least negotiate what they think will be in the best interests of of it if there is no deal, they have to uh, live according to what the european union treaty law etc um, prescribes so they have now an opportunity to negotiate their their own um, Interests and and the advancement thereof, but there seems to be, and this is the the one of the crux of the matters, is the fact that the Brits among themselves cannot agree upon what that um, agreement should 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 be. Um, the the long term effect obviously um, is that the the um, to to have a deal will have obviously have, have um, certain consequences. The UK will be outside the European Union, but at least it has a voice to be able to negotiate at this stage. A no deal um, will mean um, to a certain extent as much as a deal is that the government is compromised, the UK government. But we know with politicians that they will spin this thing that they will ultimately look good. They will, they will uh, provide a narrative that will say, look, but this is what we wanted, mm-hmm. this is the best for us. So there will mm-hmm. be a lot of spin either way.
4: Mm. And final question, uh, Professor, where to from here? What can we expect uh, moving things forward?
2: Well, it is an exciting two-three weeks that lie ahead. Um, it is a time for for a lot of um, soul searching within the Conservative Party, obviously uh, within the the Labour Party, which is, I think, very uh, thankful for this this crisis to some extent because they have consolidated a lot of 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 their strengths within their party and behind their leader. We may recall that not so long ago there were some very much strong opposition to, to uh, Corbyn's leadership. Uh, that seems to be overshadowed now with, uh, with the um, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnson government. So we will see a lot of uh, uncertainty, lots of politics, lots of horse trading within the next uh, three mm-hmm. weeks. And then hopefully on 1st of November we will have clarity and then to see whether we have a new Europe, whether we still have Johnson in Downing Street 10, um, yeah, and, and what the future of Britain and the European
4: Union will be. Oh, you've been a darling this hour, Professor Van Veke. Thank you for being patient with us, especially at the beginning no, of our no. show and, and consisting and staying on the line and giving us your ideas on, on what's happening in this regard because it seems like a circus from where we are in Africa, We're kind of trying to figure out what's yes. going on where there's so many contradictions uh, within this Brexit deal. But thank you for your patience and thank you for giving us your insights.
2: It's
4: a pleasure. Thank you very much. Sure. And we want to just apologize to our listeners. At the beginning, we were having some technical problems. If you did stay with us listening there, we also appreciate your um, patience with us. And we do apologize. I know we were a bit one-dimensional today because we usually have a very robust conversation with more than one person. But uh, I thank you to Professor Yohansi vek for giving us her enlightened views on what's happening in this regard. Let's take a quick break. Still coming up is our business news, and thereafter we'll have our sports update.
8: In each and every one of us, there There is is a pebbles and graves.
4: Graves. We were all
0: meant to shine. It is
8: up to an individual to To realize realize that that purpose. Don't
0: ever let somebody tell you You can't do something. Join me,
8: Amanda Machaga, on Life by Design, where I will be talking to people who share their journey on how they discovered their purpose with the hope to inspire you to to live your your life by by design. Design. Tune in to Life by Design for your dose of of Monday Monday motivation motivation every Monday at 8 a.m. Central African time and at 2 a.m. the following day. Life Life by Design, Design. be the architect architect of your your life. Only on Channel Africa, the The African African perspective.
4: Hey, Tracy Boemgard is with us right now. She's going to give us our business news.
7: Thank you, Benjamin. Namibia will host the Artificial Intelligence Conference in May next year a move to enable the country to brace for the fourth industrial revolution. The conference will be held in collaboration with the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization and the Southern African Development Community. Information and Technology te- Communication Technology Minister Stanley Simata revealed last week in a media statement that Cabinet had approved the holding of the conference at its 14th decision-making meeting. South Africa's Public Enterprises Minister Pravin Godan says a lot of money lost to state capture can be recovered if law enforcement agencies do their work effectively. Godan briefed Parliament alongside power utility ESKIM on the appropriation of billions of dollars for the power utility, which is payable over two financial years. During the briefing, Eskom said that its debt is serviced through borrowing. Goodan says they have given documentation to the law enforcement agencies for them to take action.
1: In the last year, as a department, we've collected some 3,000 forensic reports from just seven entities. Now, to process all of that and make sure that there's action taken against either the entities or individuals concerned, is still a massive task that that needs to be accomplished. But as the chair will point out in a moment, in the case of Eskom, various recoveries have taken place, but there's a lot more that can actually
7: MTN Group Limited says the chief executive officers of its Zambian and Cote d'Ivoire units would step down at the end of the month. Africa's largest mobile phone operator said Zambia's Philip Van Dolsen, who joined MTN in 2012 as CEO of MTN Cyprus, would be replaced by MTN Rwanda CEO Bart Hofke in October. South Africa's RAND has edged higher on Wednesday, extending gains into a fourth session, this is the country looked likely to dodge a credit rating downgrade. The RAND has advanced more than 3% since last week's better than expected second quarter economic growth data and as comments by ratings firm Moody's on Tuesday, that downgrade from BAA3 to sub-investment was unlikely in the near term. Further boosted sentiment. Bets that the European Central Bank will push interest rates even further into negative territory at its meeting on Thursday and signs that the United States and China would go back to the negotiating table also lifted risk demand. The U.S. state of California has passed a bill which significantly expands the rights of the so-called gig economy workers employed by ride-hailing apps such as Uber and Lyft. The BBC's Dave Lee reports. The business models of gig economy companies are already under great strain. Uber lost
4: more than $5 billion in the last quarter alone. Some estimates suggest that having to treat workers as employees rather than independent contractors could increase costs by as much as 30%. Uber and rival ride-sharing service Lyft joined forces. They suggested a guaranteed minimum wage of $21 per hour instead of the sweeping changes the bill would bring. That pledge wasn't enough to sway California's Senate, and the state's governor Gavin Newsom
7: is expected to soon sign the bill into law. The U.S. dollar is trading at 357.38 Nigerian naira, 10.74 Botswana pula, at 102.48 Kenyan shilling, and at 13.11 Zambian kwacha. In Brics currency, one U.S. dollar will cost you 4.09 Brazilian hail, 65.42 Russian ruble, 71.78 Indian rupee, 7.11 Chinese wang and at 14.69 South African rand. The U.S. dollar is also trading at 80 pence to the British pound and at 90 cents to the euro. Gold is trading at $1,490 and platinum at $936 per ounce. The price of Brent crude oil is $62.80 a barrel. For Channel African News, I'm Tracy Bombgard.
4: Well, it's 11.50 on the dot in five seconds from now, and we'll get our sports update from Figile Lingwati.
1: what's update this hour we begin with uh tennis news the early exit of south africans at the recent u.s open has meant that the kia davis cup team has had loads of time to prepare for this weekend's europe africa group 2 tie against bulgaria at kelvin grove club in cape town Lloyd Harris, South Africa's lone player in the main draw, made a first-round exit and Raven Klassen and his Kiwi partner bombed out in the second round at Flushing Meadows in New York. Meanwhile, South Africa's non-playing captain Marcos Andruska is happy to have the tie come to the city of Cape Town.
0: I mean,
6: to get top ten players down here in South Africa anywhere, Cape Town, Johannesburg... Urban, whatever, um, is always a, a phenomenal event. It's not something that happens all the time. I think there's a massive tennis-loving public over here. Um, it shows between you know this tie selling out, between the match for Africa selling out in minutes. And uh, you know there hasn't been anyone of that quality here in a long time. You know, so I think a lot of people are dying or starving for that kind of um, tennis in South Africa. And so the answer to your question is simply yes.
1: Still with tennis news, organizers of the Accra Senior Open Tennis Championship have announced the 17th edition of the competition. Scheduled for the Clay Courts at the Accra Lawn Tennis Club, the LTC. This year's edition will be held from the 28th until the 7th of December. Peter Anan, coordinator of the event, said matches will be played from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central African time on weekdays and 9 a.m. to six p.m. Central African time on weekends with participants expected to be in all white or predominantly white attires this year's edition will see participants competing in 15 events in male and female categories across singles and doubles matches onto football news, south africa's glad africa championship team ts galaxy will attempt to reach the group stages of the KAF confederations Cup. When they meet CNAPS Sport from Madagascar in the first round first leg clash at Mbombela Stadium in Nelspruit, South Africa's Mpumalanga province on Sunday, Galaxy goalkeeper and captain Ludwe Mpagumbagu say they do not know much about their opponents but would rather focus more on themselves
3: not really and uh, for us that's not a that concern because uh, coach Dan is a type of a coach that focuses more on us on how we do things he makes sure that when we go even when i play our league games it's never about the opponents it's always about us making sure that we do the best that we can and we uh, showcase our talent and what he wants us to do yeah <laughs> obviously there is uh, we look every game we play we play to win and we always believe that we can win it so yeah there is a belief that we can go um, to the group stages
1: Galaxy were ill-treated in Seychelles when they were given a small bus and a van to put their goods upon arriving at the airport. But they still managed to win despite the -the off-the-field shenanigans. Mpagumpagu say they have learned not to be distracted.
3: Look, um, I'm... I'm I think we have learned to focus more on um, a football than the things that happen around football because if we had allowed everything that happened before the game to actually affect us we wouldn't have won that game. So um, we have learned that things will not always be rosy when you are playing away. You need to accept whatever it is that you get and make sure that you focus on the business at hand.
1: And finally. A strong team of 27 athletes will be representing South Africa at the Kena 13th African Junior Swimming Championships in Tunis, in Tunisia from today until the 14th of September. Considered a springboard for the development of future champions, the Junior Championships will feature some of the country's top age group swimmers. 14 girls and 13 boys will be dipping their toes in the water over the next few days as they look for continental supremacy. The competition will also feature a five-kilometer open water race with Trinity Hearn, Lee McMoran, and Leshen Pillay, representing South Africa on the 15th of September. That's your Sport News this hour.
4: Well, thank you for joining us here on African Dialogue. Coming up is Africa Midday giving you the latest news on the African continent. Hopefully they won't have the technical problems we had this particular hour. Once again, we apologize for them and uh, we'll be back same place, same time. Hopefully tomorrow we'll get a better chance to really expound on some of the big issues of the continent and the world. Until then, God bless.